0: Hello, hello, hello. This is Mirella Kale, your location guide. Today, I want to um, address a couple of things, one of them being a pretty deep dive on search for meaning. (laughs) This is Fire Chat with Mirella Podcast life and real estate tips and hacks because it's about life until it's about real estate grab a tea coffee or hot chocolate and let's chat how's the market hot real estate news pro tips interviews insights and fun facts for balance and empowerment including mindfulness meditation and food for thoughts Sundays. welcome And do subscribe to Fire Child with Marilla Podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. Thank you and thanks for listening. Um, In any case, I came across this wonderful blog post about a book that I absolutely adore. And I read many years ago when I was in undergrad school studying English literature and that book is by Viktor Frankl, and it's called, it's a psychological memoir that was published in 1946. It's called Man's Search for Meaning. And he, in this book, gives an account of his um, survival of the Holocaust. And also he goes into um, the uh, new form of psychotherapy that he came up with called logotherapy, which is very interesting. And inherently has the meaning in itself because the word logo is a Greek word and it stems from meaning. In any case, he is a fascinating, fascinating figure. Now, he is obviously not the only survivor uh, that writes about his experiences and or shares his experiences there are quite a few people who have done that um however he does so brilliantly and uh with a couple of other things that came to mind on this topic which you know comes on the heels of nine eleven and um some other personal losses that I've experienced in my life recently um my mom being the biggest one you know it makes you search for things when um you experience something like that. And, you know, I guess this popped up on my feed. And this is actually a really interesting kind of an aggregate engine that pulls content that may be interesting to you. uh, And it's called Pocket. And it actually brought up this blog post by Maria Popova from her blog called Brain Pickings, which I highly recommend. She's a wonderful writer. And so if you'd like to tap into more of her uh, stuff, you can. And um, so where I was going with this is that uh, my favorite accounts that I came across um, were from people like um, Viktor Frankl, of course, uh, Dr. Edith Eager, also, who wrote... um, a famous book that's been publicized and made, you know, very popular. um, I believe also by Oprah, who I believe had this book in her club. It's called The Choice, Embrace the Possible. So she also accounts in this book um, her experience as a young woman. She was only 16 years old and how she and her sister were able to survive the Holocaust. Um, another thing that I remembered was the beautiful beautiful movie um, film that was, um, uh, let's see, was popular back in the 90s because it was done in 1998 and it's called Life is Beautiful. And you may remember it because Roberto Benini, when he won, I believe he won an Oscar for that movie, um, he was uh jumping up and down on the on the seats. He was so happy. <laughs> um and being Italian, he couldn't contain himself <laughs> when he won the award. So this is a little blurb actually I found uh on UK essays about the movie. I'm going to read this a li- uh, real quick because it's based actually on a true story. And it is a wonderful account uh of this you know, horrific experience that uh, people have had to go through and so many did not survive, unfortunately, um, during the Holocaust. And this this story in particular is very touching because it is involving a young person, a child. And uh, basically what he's doing is he's painting a very different picture for his child uh during some terrible things that they are you know put through in a concentration camp and um so he doesn't allow his child to basically see what the real um deal is and so life is beautiful is a comedy drama film that was directed by Roberto Benigni, they say here, and released on November 6th of 1998. This movie is created in the time of the Holocaust in 1939 and shot in Arezzo, Italy. The film is based on a real-life story about a Jewish-Italian man named Rubino Romeo Salmoni, whose story is narrated through a young boy named Guido Orefice. Giorgio Cantarini was the actor. The director is trying to portray the Holocaust atrocities to the viewers in a powerful way that is still appropriate. This movie covers the treatment of the Jews, non-Jews in ghettos and concentration camps them being forcefully removed and expelled from their homes and not being provided basic essential needs for survival etc life is beautiful is a useful historically accurate source that demonstrates the significance of the holocaust by the showings of the major events of what happened in real life canadian and world history so this is for canadian world history i suppose it was written, this little blurb. So in any case, um, so I just want to mention these three things um, if you're interested in learning more about this because the reason why um, survivors of the Holocaust have such a powerful message about survival and human suffering and meaning of Life in particular is because they went through an unimaginable, uh, horrific situation where their families were often killed, gassed to death, um, or the people they knew, including family members, friends, siblings, they would, you know, witness how they basically did not survive and so um, how were they able to survive you know um, because there are two different things there is a physical uh, endurance of pain of suffering of physical injuries and physical inadequacies of uh, lack of proper nutrition, lack of proper rest, and there is the psychological effect right of being imprisoned of on being completely disregarded as a human being for years and years uh, sometimes um, so under those really utterly difficult, incredible uh, amazing and just atrocious you know, circumstances, these human beings were able to persevere and survive. And so when we listen to them speak of their experience and tell us how they survived, um, that is certainly something worth listening to because we can apply those things and they make um, a great point of sharing to help people with everyday lives and to go on in situations that are challenging we all have been faced with some very challenging situations in the last you know couple of years or a year or so especially and we're still facing some of this I've, 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 you know our world is changed you know it's it's different there are so many different things that are coming at us all the time and Just coming out of this pandemic, a lot of people have had problems adjusting or changing or pivoting or whatever you want to call it, to adjust, right? So I believe this is a good time to reflect on those things. And um, I want to go back to Viktor Frankl because he is probably the ultimate in what I know, which is not everything, but <laughs> definitely he is my favorite. And um, I was so glad to come across this, uh, this blog post because I remember reading this book years ago and I'm glad that I did. But um, this is a refresher for me as well because I haven't um, read it in a while and um, although it is mentioned frequently, I want to find something here. Um, so who is Viktor Frankl? So Viktor Fra- Emil Frankl was an Austrian neurologist, psychiatrist, philosopher, philosopher author, and Holocaust survivor. He was also the founder of Logotherapy, a school of psychotherapy, which describes a search for a life meaning as the central human motivational force. This is from Wikipedia. So um, this wonderful blog post here um, by, again, this is by Maria Popova. She talks about several things that she, I think she does a great job filtering some of the cool coolest uh, concepts out of this book definitely so here's one quote which is a a well-known quote by him uh, that i absolutely love quote everything can be taken from a man but one thing the last of the human freedoms to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances to choose one's own way. Victor Frankl. Everything can be taken from a man, but one thing, the last of the human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. Victor Frankl. Man's Search for Meaning. In Maria's account of this um, book, she goes into several different um, uh, topics and she talks about she the fact that he brings up um, several different factors that help people survive. And, um, you know, one of them was um, definitely, you know, love, Um, And thinking of someone you love. Another one was um, basically the uh, humor. Humor and trying to find uh, humor in every day. Um, Much uh, sort of like, you know, uh, thinking of the way that uh, Roberto Benigni in the movie Life is Beautiful. Tries to find humor, tries to find things that are wonderful still about life and living um to share with his son in in the movie um there is also of course a big part of this book that talks about the meaning of life and uh maria also mentions several things here about the meaning of life which is very cool and um you know she goes on to point out some of the passages he writes on human kindness and Um, the capacity for good and evil that are at work, and especially in circumstances like in a concentration camp um, where it's so existential. Um, I must add that I do touch upon this a little bit in my stage play that I recently published. I have a little um, blurb about this uh, in a form of... um, one of the characters sharing their experience, and that is in "Waiting for Good." If you'd like to check it out, <laughs> it's available available on Amazon. Um, it's a stage play that I recently published, and um, so I am very, very interested in all these topics and um, definitely what drives uh, a person to have a meaning in life, and so. Also, the interesting things that she points out in this essay or this blog post is that um you know he didn't really see his best selling status of the book as as a success in fact, he wanted to um initially publish it anonymously. And then he was convinced to put his name on it. Now, he was sort of concerned about the fact that this book was selling millions and millions of copies because to him it meant that there are so many souls out there looking for an answer. (laughs) On one hand, he was happy to give the answer. On the other hand, he was concerned that so many people were pursuing this and that obviously they weren't finding what they needed still since they were willing to. Uh, read that book so in any case um, this um, account she gives uh, on different parts of the book is very interesting and I urge you to find it and read more about it Uh, Again, her blog is Brain Pickings, and there is some very interesting things other than this article on there as well. So I'm going to go into a couple of these quotes here that I have picked out, um, and very, very interesting take that he has on the meaning of life. So um, there we go. Let's see. This is actually the portion I want to... Mention okay, there we go. So she writes here, like Henry Miller and Philip K. Dick, Frankel recognizes suffering as an essential piece, not only for existence but of the meaningful life. So here she writes, like Henry Miller and Philip K. Dick, Frankel recognizes suffering as an essential piece, not only for of existence but of the meaningful life. Quote from Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. If there is a meaning in life at all, then there must be a meaning in suffering. Suffering is an ineradicable part of life, even as fate and death. Without suffering and death, human life cannot be complete. The way in which a man accepts his fate and all the suffering it entails, the way in which He takes up his cross, gives him ample opportunity, even under the most difficult circumstances, to add a deeper meaning to his life. It may remain brave, dignified, and unselfish. Or, in the bitter fight for self-preservation, he may forget his human dignity and become no more than an animal. Here lies the chance for a man either to make use of or to forego the opportunities of attaining the moral values that a difficult situation may afford him. And this decides whether he is worthy of his sufferings or not. Such men are not only in concentration camps. Everywhere man is confronted with fate, with the chance of achieving something through his own suffering. She goes on to say, that was end of quote, She goes on to say, in working as a psychiatrist to the inmates, Frankl found that the the single most important factor in cultivating the kind of, in quotation marks, inner hold that allowed men to survive was teaching them to hold in the mind's grip some future goal. He cites Nietzsche, who wrote that, quotation marks, he who has a why to live for can bear with almost any. How? End of quotation marks. And admonishes against generalization. And I will go into that quote in a second. I have to say that this theme definitely runs through all the different accounts that I've seen of people surviving the Holocaust in that they have what what allows them to survive is something to hold on to for the future. To, for some future goal um, that they are looking forward to. It could be small, it could be big, it could be anything, and it goes along with this theme of Nietzsche saying that who, he who has a why to live can bear almost any how. So let's go into Viktor Frankl's take on this. Quote, Woe to him who saw no more sense in his life, no aim, no purpose, and therefore no point in carrying on. he was soon lost. The typical reply with which such a man rejected all encouraging arguments was, "I have nothing to expect from life any more." What sort of answer can one give to that And he continues. What was really needed was a fundamental change in our attitude toward life. We had to learn ourselves, and furthermore, we had to teach the despairing man that it did not really matter what we expected from life, but rather what life expected from us. We needed to stop asking about the meaning of life and instead to think of ourselves as those who are being questioned by life daily and hourly. Our answer must consist not in talk and meditation, but in right action and in right conduct. Life ultimately means taking the responsibility to find the right answer to its problems and to fulfill the tasks which it constantly sets for each individual. He continues, these tasks, and therefore the meaning of life, differ from man to man and from moment to moment. Thus, it is impossible to define the meaning of life in a general way. Questions about the meaning of life can never be answered by sweeping statements. Life, in quotation marks, does not mean something vague, but something very real and concrete, just as life's tasks are also very real and concrete. They form man's destiny, which is different and unique for each individual. No man and no destiny can be compared with any other man or any other destiny. He continues, no situation repeats itself and each situation calls for a different response. Sometimes the situation in which a man finds himself may require him to shape his own fate by action. At other times, it is more advantageous for him to make use of an opportunity for contemplation and to realize assets in this way. Sometimes man may be required simply to accept fate, to bear his cross. Every situation is distinguished by its uniqueness, and there is always only one right answer to the problem posed by the situation at hand. End of quote. Now, Maria goes on to say, in considering the human capacity for good and evil and the conditions that bring out indecency in decent people, Franco writes, and she quotes, Human kindness can be found in all groups, even those which, as a whole, it would be easy to condemn. The boundaries between groups overlapped, and we must not try to simplify matters by saying that these men were angels, and those were devils. That thought continues. Another quote. From all this we may learn that there are two races of men in this world, but only these two. The, in quotation marks, race of the decent man and the, in quotation marks, race of the indecent man. Both are found everywhere. They penetrate into all groups of society no group consists entirely of decent or indecent people in this sense no group is of in quotation marks pure race and therefore one occasionally found a decent fellow among the camp guards he continues life in a concentration camp tore open the human soul and exposed its depths Is it surprising that in those depths we again found only human qualities which in their very nature were a mixture of good and evil? The rift dividing good from evil, which goes through all human beings, reaches into the lowest depths and becomes apparent even on the bottom of the abyss which is laid open by the concentration camp. End of quote. Now we come to the most interesting part of this, which is the meaning of life. So Maria says here, the second half of the book presents Frankl's singular style of existential analysis, which he termed logotherapy, a method of healing the soul by cultivating the capacity to find a meaningful life. And she quotes from Viktor Frankl's Man's Search of Meaning Again. Quote, ultimately, man should not ask what the meaning of his life is, but rather he must recognize that it is he who is asked. In a word, each man is questioned by life, and he can only answer to life by answering for his own life. To life, he can only respond by being responsible. Thus, logotherapy sees in responsibleness the very essence of human existence. This emphasis on responsibleness is reflected in the categorical imperative of logotherapy, which is, quote, live as if you were living already for the second time. And as if you had acted the first time as wrongly as you are about to act now. End of quote. I love this quote. (laughs) That's a great quote. She goes on to say, Frankl contributes to history's richest definitions of love. He goes on to say, Quote, Love is the only way to grasp another human being in the innermost core of his personality. No one can become fully aware of the very essence of another human being unless he loves him. By his love, he is enabled to see the essential traits and features in the beloved person. And even more, he sees that which is potential in him which is not yet actualized, but yet ought to be actualized. Furthermore, by his love, the loving person enables the beloved person to actualize these potentialities. By making him aware of what he can be and of what he should become, he makes these potentialities come true. So another interesting um blog post I found on the book is from drew Murphy it's a blog post uh, from November sixteenth twenty eighteen and this is on medium actually, and he talks about the book and he talks about the meaning of uh, the word logos, and also talks about some interesting points. And he says here, quote, Frankel discusses the, in quotation marks, existential vacuum, a place where every, every human being finds herself from time to time, or himself. In the existential vacuum, which often manifests itself as a state of ennui, no instinct tells one what he has to do, in quotation marks, and no tradition tells one what he ought to do. Sometimes one does not even know what he wishes to do. Instead, he either wishes to do what other people do, which is conformism, or he does what other people wish him to do, which is totalitarianism end of quote he continues to say so what is the meaning of life according to frankl quote the meaning of life is to be discovered in the world rather than within man or his own psyche as thought it were a closed system as though it was it were a closed system it denotes the fact that being human always points and is directed to something or someone other than oneself be it a meaning to fulfill or another human being to encounter the more one forgets himself by giving himself to a cause or serve to or to serve by giving himself to a cause to serve or another person to love the more human he is and the more he actualizes himself. What is called self-actualization is not an attainable aim at all. For the simple reason that the more one would strive for it, the more he would miss it. In other words, self-actualization is possible only as a side effect of self-transcendence. End of quote. I love that. Right? Because it's not something we find, it's just something that happens to us as a result. Right? So, um, Drew also says here the meaning of life always changes, but it never ceases to be. It can be discovered in three ways according to logotherapy. Number one, by creating a work or doing a deed. Number two, by experiencing something or encountering someone, and three, by the attitude we take toward unavoidable suffering. In sum, meaning is everywhere, all the time. I love that. End of quote. So he continues to say, this is Drew, Logotherapy is defined by the technique of in quotation marks, paradoxical intention based on the twofold fact that fear brings about what that which one is afraid of, and that, in quotation marks, hyper intention makes impossible what one wishes. These technical terms describe a basic human phenomenon. When we fear something, we increase the chances of it happening. And when we try too hard to make something happen, we decrease the chances of its materializing. Think of struggling with sleeplessness or anticipatory anxiety, two common examples Frankel discusses. Both of these uncomfortable states can be counteracted by paradoxical intention. If you have a hard time falling asleep, Try to stay awake. If you worry about a sweat attack, quotation marks, resolve deliberately to show people how much you can sweat, end of quotation marks, thereby adopting a reversal of attitude that takes the wind out of the sails of anxiety, end of quote. <laughs> that was great. Um, okay, here's another quote he gives from Viktor Frankl. Logotherapy conceives of conscience as a prompter, which, if need be, indicates a direction in which we have to move in a given life situation. In order to carry out such a task, conscience must apply a measuring stick to the situation one is confronted with, and this situation has to be evaluated in the light of a set of criteria, in the light of a hierarchy of values. These values, however, cannot be espoused and adopted by us on a conscious level. They are something we that we are. They have crystallized in the course of the evolution of our species. They are founded on our biological past and are rooted in our biological depth. End of quote. Well, he says he's highly recommending this book, (laughs) especially people who are experiencing this existential, you know, questioning of what uh, the meaning really is of being on this earth. And he thinks definitely everyone should read it this once. I cannot agree more. Absolutely, this should be on your either real shelf or virtual shelf however you prefer to consume the content these days of books and such um it is an amazing book i i highly highly recommend it and um so go ahead read the book enjoy stay informed be well and be kind and i'll talk to you soon ciao This has been a production of Do You Eve Media. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved. This episode is sponsored by MKL Group Real Estate. Mirella Kale, your relocation gal. It's all about you guys. I'm here for you along with my partners and support team. In handling one of, if not the biggest transaction of your life, you want someone on your side who cares and who will lead you through the process fearlessly and smoothly from beginning to end. Hi, I'm Marella. I am here to help you navigate whatever your next move may be. Life throws us curveballs and sometimes plans even work out quite perfectly. Whatever your goals are in real estate, your story is the most important. What is the next chapter of your life story? Where do you see yourself? How soon do you want to get there? What do you need to write it and make it a reality? Let's go over your options, needs and wants and come up with the best plan together. More about me. I'm obsessed with mirrors, Paris, everything Italian, teapots and sleighs. When I'm not busy mapping out and executing the best real estate solutions for my clients, doing open houses and searching for dream homes, I enjoy podcasting, making YouTube videos, exploring culinary options for my husband and me. It's easy as we are now empty nesters, learning something new, watching movies or comedy shows, checking in with friends and family, mindfulness meditation, and of course, writing. I am the author of Waiting for Good. Do subscribe to Fire Chat with Mirella podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. It is available on your favorite platform. Do come back for Food for Thought Sundays and more. Join my tribe newsletter to sell buy invest your way and get exclusive curated content videos on the latest news listings coming soon tips best strategies and more just email me at relocationgal at gmail.com or visit our website at relocationgal.wordpress.com and sign up on any of the pages on the bottom i'll see you in my tribe Stay informed, be well, and be kind. I'll talk to you soon. Ciao. Hello, hello, hello. This is Morella Kale, your location gal and the host of Fire Chat with Morella podcast. Welcome. I'm so glad you stopped by. It's all about you guys. I'm here for you. I'm Mirella and I am here to help you navigate whatever your next move may be. Life throws us curveballs and sometimes plans even do work out quite perfectly. Whatever your goals are in real estate, your story is the most important. What is the next chapter of your life story? Where do you see yourself? How soon do you want to get there? What do you need to write it and make it a reality? let's go over your options needs and wants and come up with the best plan together more about me i'm obsessed with mirrors paris everything italian teapots and sleighs when i'm not busy mapping out and executing the best real estate solutions for my clients doing open houses and searching for dream homes i enjoy podcasting making youtube videos cooking for my husband and me, it's easy as we are now empty nesters, learning something new, watching movies or comedy shows, checking in with friends and family, mindfulness, meditation, and of course, writing. I am the author of Waiting for Good. Tune in and enjoy.